Straight Talk Uncut. What's up, everybody? It's Tellers here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on October 24th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. We must be willing to fail and to appreciate the truth that often life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. Again, we must be willing to fail and to appreciate the truth that often life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. And this is by Scott Peck. We, we all know anyone that's, that's at any level of, 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 business, your hobbies, whatever, of anybody that's motivated to do something other than just go to work, you know, and just make a check, come home, crack open a beer, watch some football. Anybody that's 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 inclined to do something outside of just surviving know that in order to achieve success, it's going to be uh, plenty of failures. It's going to be many, many failures. And the sooner you accept that, the the quicker you can get to be successful. Now, that, that's no mystery. But a lot of us, in, in well, I'm speaking for myself. One of the things that I had to, to learn in, an addi- in addition to knowing that from failure comes success and the more failures you have chances are the more successful you'll be is that every problem can be solved every every all of life's problems can be solved you know some some things you just have to roll with you just have to take them as they come everything can be solved i'm talking about not just business things i'm talking about personal things life things um Take marriage for instance. Anyone who's been married for anybody who let's say seven years. Let's say because you know they said a seven year itch. Let's say anyone who's been married past seven years. No, I, I think it took me five. It took me five before I realized this. And actually, I'm I still it's still an epiphany almost every every so often. I still get an epiphany about not trying to solve. What? How do you make the perfect marriage? Because there's no such thing. How can you? How can you make? You know, how can you get your marriage to where it's fifty-fifty? There's no such thing. A successful marriage. There's no. It's never fifty-fifty. Well, it's 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 not always fifty-fifty. Sometimes it's sixty-forty. Sometimes it's forty-sixty. You know, um, but you know, you used to hear like a marriage is a fifty-fifty relationship. Yeah, sometimes, not all the times. Um. But as soon as as soon as you realize that, and you come to the conclusion that you can't, there's no one answer to marriage. It's it's, it's made up of it's a, it's a mystery, and each mystery you may get close to a a resolution. You may get close to an answer. You may answer one particular instance of a situation in the marriage, or one. You know, it's it's like reading a mystery novel. You know how like. They're like take James Patterson or uh, uh, Lincoln Child or some somebody like that who has these 
characters in these mystery novels and it's just series after series after series uh, some of them at the at the end of each novel right each each edition there's there there may be an answer or a problem solved to that particular one but you know there's going to be another one there's going to be another something else to come up and that's that's in life and in business so you can you can resolve issues but there's no singular answer to the whole thing there's no singular answer to life like you know the meaning of life there's no meaning to life you just have to take take each day day by day you know just the same way in business the same way in in your 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 artistic endeavors um so so once you realize that the better off you'll be and it takes it takes talking to other people to to realize that to realize that you you're not in a vacuum you what you're going through is not isolated to you everyone has their own version of the things you're going to you you the things you're going through whether it's with business whether it's with your art uh, your 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 art projects, whether it's with marriage, whether it's with um, raising kids, everyone is going through the same thing. It's a mystery, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a mystery because it, everyone's going through. It. Everyone's going through some version of it, but it is a mystery because there's no one answer. There's no one resolution to it. And it took me. Uh, it, like once you get past that, it, it's gonna relieve a lot of stress for you. You're gonna start. You're gonna stop trying to solve everything. You're gonna stop trying to find a definitive answer to everything, and just let just let it hang. You know, like stuff. Stop wrecking your brain about why you want to do this instead of that. Like you're good at this. But, but so, so if you're good at this, you're successful at it. But so why is something calling you over to this other thing? Why, why, why is that? And sometimes you just got to go try that other thing. It's, it's, you know, that's the mystery. That's the answer to it. Just go try it. If you like it, stick with it. If you don't, come back to the thing that you're good at. Because if you're good at it, if you, if you were successful at it before, you know, you, you, you're just going to pick it back up. But you're gonna always have this one thing biting at the back of your neck, and you you can't figure out why. I think I mentioned on this on this um, maybe it was my previous podcast of you know how I was when I was uh, right out of the Air Force. I was working for you know as a contractor, and and and, and to put this in perspective, there's three top. Um, Defense contractors in the world. There's three. I work for all three of them, and I went from well, actually, the, the way I got to work for all three of them was just was simply because one would buy out of the contract from another. It was just, they would just go back and forth. They would just buy out contractors, and, and I only worked with them in name. I, the, the job was pretty much the same, but you know, one would buy out of the contract, the other one would come next year because each year the contract has to be or each um like contracts are on a time basis each time the contract has to be open to 
all that are, that are involved to, to bid on the contract. You know, you someone just can't own the contract no matter how they're doing. They can be doing a bang up job, but if it's a government contract, the government has to open that up for bidding. And so making good money, like making good money, benefit all, all the things that you're supposed to have, but I just had this some actually it really, really started after when my when my first daughter or when my daughter was born, when I had my first child, that's when like there was always something nagging, but I was content. I was content until my daughter was born, and that's when the real uh, bitings, the real nagging start. Like, dude, you need to like you're not happy. Like this, yeah, it's it's good money. It's, it's good money. You got everything you ever wanted. Everything you ever wanted and asked for when you were when you were active duty, you have it. That was the that was the hard thing too. It was like. When you, you know, you're in the military, you don't make, you make jack shit for money. But, I mean, there's other, definitely other benefits. But as far as a paycheck, no, it's, it's I mean, you're just making enough. It's pretty much welfare. It's, it's pretty much welfare, especially if you don't, if you don't utilize all the other benefits that are available to you. And I wasn't. Uh, and I can make excuses, but it, it was my fault that I didn't take advantage of all the benefits while I was active duty, like uh, you know, the biggest one was the GI Bill. I didn't, I didn't take full advantage of the GI Bill while while I was active duty. Um, so, but you know, it's pretty much welfare. You get paid on the first and fifteenth, you know. And one of the, you know, a lot of us, especially the the um, all the soldiers that came in, you know, with me, same age, my all my peers. You know, we saw how much we saw the contractors around us. The contractors that were doing like the similar job, but they were contractors. You know, they they weren't active duty. They were civilians working for the Air Force, and they were getting paid like you know five to ten times more than we were. Just depending on if you were you know a one, just depending on your rank, and and you know, so we were like. Yeah, man, when my time is up, when my, when my uh, tour is up, I'm out. I'm becoming a contractor. And most of us did that. But we, a lot of us, a lot of us, I want to say out of, the, out of the people that got out when I got out and got country, contracted jobs, I, I, I want to say 80% of us, especially the ones of us that had kids and start, you know, started a family, now the ones that are still single, no kids, they're still rolling along. They're still content. But the, the majority of us that either um, that had that started a family and stuff that stayed in 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 that same environment, we weren't happy. You know, we a lot of us did other things. Then a lot of us did other things and then went back to uh, that career field. A lot of us you know did all sorts of other things way outside the scope just trying to get as far from that lifestyle as possible but there's a lot of us the money will call you back you know when it's like the money will call you back or you someone you would know will say hey man we got this opening if you want to come back you would go back and it i mean it was just like that all the time and and the the mystery was that I mean, the, the, the thing about trying to solve it was like you were thinking, oh, money is going to solve this problem. 
And then when you when you got that money, when you when you start making that income more than you you ever made, and everything is fine, but you still feeling guilty, or you still you still have something nagging at you, saying, "Man, it's something is still not right. What like why can I be happy?" You know, I I I said I wanted to make this amount of money. I'm making that amount of money. Why why am I not content? Why I mean, not even happy. I would like, let alone not just be happy. Why can't I even just be content? Like, why am I not content? And then it would it would it was stress on you because it's like you're being selfish. Because now you're thinking, I, I should I'm, I I got to do this for my family. You know what I mean? Like. I should just be content just for the sake of my family. And that was one of the biggest things, man. I just always, cause you always felt guilty, especially if you came from, you know, you you came from a poor household upbringing. It's like, you, you, you're gonna have the audacity to, to turn down this money. That's, that's pretty much all you have to do, come to work, do a good job, and you get paid a check. That's all you have to do. Do what you told, come to work, and you're gonna make this amount of money. Now you you may not ever make more than that. You may make like maybe small incremental amounts more than that. But this could, this will get you by for a long time, and most people will be satisfied with it. Especially if you're getting paid way above the whatever statistics says that the average household income makes or whatever, when you're getting paid more than that, it's like, how are you gonna walk away from that? And then you try to solve it. You try to figure out, well, it can't be solved, man. It's, it's just a mystery that you either have to roll with or you gotta find another way to, to get all the things you, you said you want all the things that that job is giving you and you be self-fulfilled that's 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 what you have to do you know and it's never going to be um a solid answer because there's going to always be things that i mean it's 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 a it's for a reason that most people work at a job than own their own business that's for a reason because it's hard on your own business. It's hard trying to do something independent. It's, it's just hard. That's that's it. Most people don't want to do anything hard. Who, who wants to do shit that's hard? Who wants to try to... Yeah, you want the, you want the unlimited potential that doing your own thing can do, can give you. But most people don't want to do that. I was looking at... Um, I was looking at something online where I think it was, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember which photographer it was. I think it was Richard Avedon. But he was, his his like a, a townhouse or something in New York City, I think it was, or one of these big cities. Yeah, I'm thinking New York City was being sold for, was on the market for like $2 million or something, something ridiculous like that. And when you hear of a photographer, I mean, because it, to to live in a, somewhere like that, you have to be making you know a good, a good amount of money. So when I read stories about Richard Avedon and um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Man, his his name just just escaped me. Oh, Kirkland, Douglas Kirkland. 
and and some of these other ones, you know, who who did it and then and then become like a you know a, like in the end like a starving artist. I think like there was a few who had success, but then after a while they just became like these starving artists. I'm talking about the ones that just stayed on top the whole entire time. That's rare. That that is rare. Um, Garden Parks come to mind also. That just has such success. Most photographers won't get that that sort of renowned success. Like success in almost any any measure. You know, we all have our own measures of success, but they had success in multiple measures: fame, fortune, uh, notoriety, status. They're legends. You know. And but it's like, what does it take to get to that level? It takes some man. It takes some. It takes some hard work. And in anything in any any industry, no matter what it is, you can. Matter. I'm, I'm looking at a um, a Centus fire protection truck right now. In order to be that company, because that like I, I can't think of any other. I mean, I see that brand all the time, and I can't think of any other company that does that i i don't i don't know but to be to become that you got to do that you got to have your own truck you got to have your branding all over the place any any company like that that's going to stand out way outside of the pack you you have to be you you have to do that you have to be different you have to be the outlier i mean if you want to step outside the box like that if you want to be thought of as the only one doing that that's what it takes. You can't you can't follow the normal strategies of of the of what everybody else is doing. You got to do that plus. You know, you got to do that plus something different. And if there's a an answer to the mystery, that's the answer. You know, that's that's the answer. In in order to make your marriage not be average and just get stagnant. You have to be willing to do something extra, man. I don't know what it is. I think about it a lot. Like, like, you know, like how how to how to or even your kid how how to do something that that when your kids <laughs> when your kids are old they'll remember. You, you know, like because a lot of a lot of time with kids, man, they especially if. If, if you spoil them, everything just become mon mundane to them. Everything just become, I mean, as soon as they get the newest shiny thing, it's it, it's like, well, all right, my, you know, my parents are, 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 are well to do. So they, that's, that's the hard thing. When, when you, when I was raised, when I was coming up, you know, single parent household, it didn't take much for my, for my mom to impress. I come home if, if there was a new shirt laying on the bed that my mom got I didn't know about. Man, I was that was like wow. Mom bought me a new shirt. I didn't even ask for nothing. I didn't you know. I didn't do anything extra. She just got me a new shirt. Didn't say anything about it. Just came home. There was a new shirt laying on the bed, or 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 you know new, some new shoes or something. Something you didn't expect. You know what I mean? So so that's um. That's the, the kind of stuff you have to do, like the unexpected, you know. So, but it gets harder and harder to do st stuff like that. Like, if you have a client, do you got to do something unexpected? 
uh, if you're delivering something to a wedding client, if you if you are a graphic designer and you you did a brochure design for some company, uh, you, you you have to deliver something that wasn't in your pitch. You have to deliver something that was unexpected. You know what I mean? And that's and that's what that's really that that's I, I think I think that's that's what the the answer to the mystery of life is. Like that's I think that's part of it. Just doing the unexpected. Like be become a part of the mystery. Have people wondering about you. You know, have people like like do something so so awesome to where and, and don't even don't ask for anything to, in, in return. Just do something. So it's gonna be always on their mind, like why did why did he do that? He he didn't ask for nothing. Just leave him confused. He didn't, ask, you know. And, and I remember when I was in real estate, I used to do stuff like that all the time. Like, um, and it was stuff that actually it wasn't even stuff that was like put like this. It, it wasn't stuff that I thought was out of the out of the norm. It was it was stuff that I thought everyone should be doing, but nobody was doing it. So. Even at that, you don't even have to do anything outlandish. Just do something that you think should be common, but nobody's doing it. Just do that. You don't even have to do anything crazy. Just do the thing nobody else is doing. Even if it sounds mundane and normal, just just do it. <clears throat> and that's the thing. That's the level I'm at now. Like I'm, I'm realizing I've been playing in my comfort zone for just far, far too long. Just because of my personality. Just because... I don't like a lot of conflict. I don't like to do anything that would cause conflict. But a lot of times, man, the the reason why a lot of people don't do things that seems normal is for the same reason. They think it may it may cause and, and when I say conflict, I'm not even talking about like negative conflict. I'm talking about more confrontation, I guess. You know, like like not not just negative. It just may force someone to be in your face more. <laughs> if that makes any sense, it may force or it may force you to have to be in somebody else's face. But you know, if you if you look at all the and that, I'm not saying like being like in, in, like a type A alpha. I, I never bought into that alpha male bullshit that you gotta be an extrovert. I, I've never bought into that. I never bought into that like. Um, you you just have to be over the top because there's so many examples of people that are not like that. But I do believe you do have to step. The farther you step outside of your comfort zone, more than likely you're going to be successful. Whatever that means to you, stepping outside your comfort zone, whatever whatever that means. And I know for me, that's the thing that has always. That's why I've always plateaued because I always stayed. Right, if I went outside my comfort zone, it was like right out of that that ring. Like right, if you can picture a circle, and you know the circle is a certain certain uh, diameter, but right right outside of that, yeah, sure, you outside your comfort zone, but you you barely outside. You know what I mean? And and it's like you you see a little success, but it's like man, I don't know, I don't know if I want to go much farther outside of that. It's getting scary. I'm not sure what's out there, but the farther you go outside of that, 
the more the I mean not saying you're going to be guaranteed successful but you're going to be more than likely you're going to be you're going to gain certain levels of success here's a here's a perfect example this morning I you know I started my workout routine right back up and um and I tried to start I really tried to start where I left off and 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 it was like no man you you took I only took a week off I just took a week off and it was like I was a like back to zero but um one thing that I and this is funny like I I know in doing workout routines you got to step outside of your comfort zone so one thing I incorporated that I've always used but not a lot was jump jumping rope and and one one reason that I always I mean I did just a little to say I did it but I've never did it enough compared to all the other things I did it was because jumping rope is one of those things where yeah it looks easy it looks easy but how many routines how many workout routines did you see people saying emphasizing jumping rope but look at any boxers routine and see how much rope they jump and so I was online looking at like Mayweather and even some old Tyson videos and stuff and I'm looking at their their jumping rope routine now and look I'm not I, I never because I'm not a boxer I never have a routine like theirs but the way they do it they make it look so easy they I mean just look up Floyd Mayweather's uh, rope jumping training it, it's, it's crazy it's crazy and they do this for hours and hours not to me this morning I did it for like I did a hundred I didn't even time it I did like a hundred jumps four times and each between each each session I did like uh, I did pull-ups push-ups and uh, plank and squats between each hundred times I jump rope and um, and but but so it's like that that those little times I did it I was like winded I'm like I can walk on a treadmill for an hour but I can only do four 100 jump sessions of jumping rope that's because jumping rope is outside of my comfort zone you know so it's like I know this with certain things but with other things it's like yeah you know it but you, you it's just there's something holding you back from doing it you know you got to do it so 20 this this quarter is when I start looking at what I'm going to do for next year and that's one of the biggest things we're going to be doing is is not trying to solve problems but get outside my comfort zone anytime I come up against something I'm going to say okay I must be in my comfort zone and then I'm just going to jump out I'm just going to jump out like you know when I, every time I come against something to where it's like I'm plateauing whether it's business whether it's art or something just just know that no it's just something I'm not used to doing and I just need to get outside of my comfort zone and do it I told you guys when I um, uh, when I was I took some roll some hand roll film on my uh, on my trip and I pretty much ruined I know for definitely I ruined two rolls and I was like trying to solve it thinking it's the camera thing no it wasn't it wasn't that you know it was like dude this is your first time using hand roll film that's that's it you're outside of your comfort zone using this and it's just gonna take you using it more 
You know, that's it. That's that's all. There's there's nothing else to it. You're just gonna take you learning that every camera is not gonna accept this film the way you thought it was. Every camera is different. Every camera is not gonna is gonna take this this film the same. So that that was it. And I just gotta. The more I do it, the more I'm gonna learn which cameras take which. You know, if I have to cut a tab out, if I have to do something differently, uh, or what, you know. That was it, but I, I was like kind of upset. I mean, you, you're always upset anytime you ruin some film, but it was like, no, you know, it was like, yeah, no big deal, just just roll with it. There's no mystery. It's the, you know, there's no there's no no problem to be solved. You, you just just roll through it, you know? Uh, so that's it, man, I've been rambling. Um, so what's coming up for, for the podcast? Uh, more more on point topics, you know? Um, just just more more things about along this same line as I go through them as I as I'm discovering as you know as I'm as I'm living these things and then just figuring out stuff and seeing what works for me that's those are the things that's that's coming up um, but like always you can reach me at tell us at straighttalkuncut.com any any uh, comments questions anything you have Send, send send them to me right there I am in the process of uh, as I said in the process I mean how, how how long does it take to create a Twitter account I actually do have one but I'm, I just need to start using it um, so that's something I'm going to start using in the near future uh, for you know just to communicate I mean, I mean it just it's, it's something that uh, again comfort zone you know, it's getting outside my comfort zone. I'm gonna be doing a a lot of stuff like that and just talking about it, and uh, maybe that uh, you know, help some of you some of you guys out there that's listening do the same thing. But like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I talk to you in the next episode.